passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello everybody and welcome. It is John Pollock here at postwrestling.com and perhaps I'm going to dub this the first edition of Post MMA. It is the annual, what I'm making the annual prediction show and I could only be joined by one person to compliment the predictions that are out there. He is joining us for the very first time at postwrestling.com, MMAfighting.com's own Ariel Helwani. Ariel, welcome to the post office. It is an honor to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Um, congratulations on the transition. I must say selfishly, when I heard about the transition, the only thing I was worried about was whether or not our annual predictions would continue. So I'm very happy to see that it's actually continuing and i hope that we'll be doing it for many years because i get a lot of requests for it well i'm i'm gonna spoil one thing okay certainly neither of us predicted this a year ago i can say that (laughs) that is very true yes that is very true i don't remember the name of the place you used to work for but i don't think it was postwrestling.com and it's nice to see you uh still remember your 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 mma family you know i thought you were going full in on the the fake stuff. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're still in MMA a little bit. No, not at all. I There's definitely going to be MMA coverage, and it's more or less, I have just been trying to get all of this off the ground, that the MMA is definitely going to be a portion of this. And what better way than to bring in the heavyweight himself, Ariel Hawani, to, to shine a light on, on that particular element. I did not want to skip this show at all. I just felt, man, is can, can we get Helwani? That's always, yeah. uh, it's the one time of the year I bug you, because... I know you're a man that's not uh, – you, you use your time wisely when it comes to these interviews. So I, I always appreciate yeah. this time every year. You can't just give yourself out for free to everyone, you know, um, every interview, every radio show, every podcast. you got to make it special. And so, yes, I do pick my spots, but uh, this one I say yes to. I did, I did give you a bit of a scare. You were mad at me last night, right? No, I was not mad because I, I detected the sarcasm. I was 95% sure on the sarcasm. Me – you and I are different in this sense. When it comes to email, I've dropped sarcastic responses because they always get lost. You, I know, do not. So when I asked Ariel, hey, I'll call you at 11 tomorrow morning, and your reply was, for what? <laughs> Initial panic, then realizing who I'm talking to, uh, then realized this guy's totally just screwing with me, and thus everything was... It, it, I will say, two hours, though, until you uh, put my mind at ease. You know why? I fell asleep, um, and it was like it was like eight thirty, and then I woke up and I was like, "Oh man, this joke went on way too long." I do think it's interesting they use email for like booking guests and things like that. I never use email because I want the immediate response. Like email to me, it takes I don't know when they're going to check it. I don't know when they're going to reply. Some people don't get it on their phone, whatever the case may be. But you use email, which I think is a very interesting move. Well, you, I, I. I read you as a earlier sleeper, and this was like 10 at night, and I, I feel a text sometimes can be a little intrusive, especially when it's, it, had you been sleeping, had it been late at night, I feel the email is just, well, worst case, he wakes up and he remembers this. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I always go text, though. When it comes to my show, never email, never. I, I'll be as intrusive as possible. So how many times does uh, a key fighter come back and say, what's, <laughs> what's going on tomorrow, huh? So it's funny. So I, I really, you know, it, 
of all people to make that joke, I shouldn't be the one because I will send, <laughs> as Uriah Faber has noted on the show, like I'll send seven text messages before the interview. Um, and I know I'm bothering people, but it's just, I, especially because the show is live and everyone's back to back. I don't want, you know, someone to be late and then there's a domino effect. So yeah, I, I shouldn't have made that joke. And then you came back with, you know, yeah, you know, I hope Conor McGregor does that too. And then I came back with, you know, Conor McGregor doesn't respond to my phone calls anymore. So it was a nice back and forth. But yes, of all people, really, the second I sent it, I was like, this isn't nice. And and <laughs> what I'm doing is like, I'll get so, there's a couple guys who will make jokes about it, but like, I'll get so worried when someone, when I say to someone, yeah, you're in and like, okay, we're booked. And then Sunday night, I, I, I will say like, just a reminder, and they don't respond for like four hours. I'm like, oh my God, they forgot. They, they got something else going on. So of all people, I feel like I just brought some bad, you know, voodoo onto myself now. Is there a high percentage of fighters that will just ignore your reminders, but then they're there oh, on time for the show? A, a, a massively high percentage. Yeah. And, and my thing is always like, can't you just write back like K? Can't you just put like a, a thumbs up, something like just an acknowledgement of receipt, just an acknowledgement that, you know, this is happening. It drives me nuts. It drives. And, and then what happens is like another one is like it actually just happened this past weekend or this past week for my show. Like there's one guy text, 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 no reply. So I'm like, all right, I'll go the manager route. Manager's cool. Gets it done. Text the guy back. Thank you for agreeing. No response. Text the guy on Sunday. Thank you. No response. Text the guy on Monday. Hey, just a reminder. And then it's like, can't wait for exclamation points. Like, All right. Well, why can't you just respond it? You and I could do a whole show on this. When, when I was yeah. doing Fight Network Radio and it was like three guests every day and just trying to keep everything in my head, it was. And then inevitably there would be the guest that just never answers and yes. Mora would just have to do a 25 minute monologue because we didn't even have commercials on that show. It was like one break. At the bottom of the hour, which, I mean, that's your show, essentially, times six. But that was always the day-to-day of having those three guests ready and what what was going to go wrong. That was just my yeah. my insurance in my head was, okay, how could this screw up? What's my backup plan? Oh, my God. It, like, the show itself is, is a blast, but it's just booking. And also, like, you're in the midst of a text conversation, and then they disappear. Like, where could you have gone? Why can't you just write back? Why can't you? Or the, or the worst is when, like, a, a PR person is like, please go through me. But yet they're horrible at actually, but like, to me, you know, the true godsends are, are, are PR people that actually say, okay, cool, what time? Let me get back to you and get back to you within the hour and, and give you, okay, he's in, call it this number. Like, those people are, are saints. And then, you know, they're few and far between, but then there's the others who just won't get back to me and drive me nuts. I start to get heart palpitations. I get anxiety. Um, it's really, I mean, when it's all said and done, as far as my life is concerned, booking the show will we'll have to, and, and, and of course, why do I have to book nine, 10 guests? Why can't I just keep it to like six? Why do I have to keep adding more and more and more? Anyway, New York Rick likes to claim that he's the quote unquote producer of the show, but, uh, you know, Show me a producer that doesn't book guests, you know, and I'll sh- and I'll show you the MMA hour. I mean, it'd be nice if he took it off my plate, but uh, I, I, he can't be bothered. He's got a lot going on in his life these days. Wow. Well, we will. Uh, yeah. I'm sure New York Rick might come up at some point during this show. <laughs> now, to put your mind at ease, Ariel, we've been doing this. I think the first year we did this was 2013. I'm going to say right now, when it comes to your likely and unlikelies, this was hands down your greatest year. Wow, I actually think you said that last year. Well, whatever it was last year, I was going through these yesterday, and like it was a very solid percentage uh, of calls you made. So, wow, I can't wait. We're gonna rewind, and we are gonna go yeah. back. So, those of you that are new to this show, uh, last year and each year, I put out these scenarios, and Ariel just simply says likely or unlikely to happen within the year. So, going back a year, scenarios for 2017. First off, Ari Emanuel and Patrick Whitesell host a UFC fighter press conference ahead of an event or on sale date. Uh, this was one of Ariel's few misses. He did say likely, and what? Ari Emanuel wow. and Patrick Whitesell not a peep out of these guys in the MMA world in 2017. Are you are you sure I said likely? I, I am shocked that I said likely for that one. Well, it was. Uh, maybe a more optimistic Ariel Hawani a year ago. I don't think anyone expects to ever hear from these guys ever on this no, on this little no. purchase they made. Oh, I could I could go on a whole rant about that and and what it truly symbolizes the fact that they don't talk to us. 
three members of AKA are holding championship titles, and we included interim versions. You said unlikely, and you were correct as at the end of the year, Daniel Cormier held a title, and yet I still feel this is a possible scenario for 2018 if we were to look at uh, the year ahead and the possibilities at the AKA camp. But for 2017, you were correct on that front. All right. Three members of Jackson Winklejohn are holding versions of championships. Again, you said unlikely and were yeah. correct. It was uh, not a solid year for the Jackson no. Winklejohn camp no. and uh, did not definitely did not have three champions under that roof. Between regular and interim UFC championships, the number is higher than 14 at the end of the year. You stated unlikely, and at the end of the year, we had a total of 12 with only one interim title, that being Tony Ferguson's Ooh. interim lightweight title. So coming under the number of 14. Yes. This is a fun one, and one that, man, this was all the rage at the end of 2016, and boy, did this die a death in 2017. Bjorn Rebney is affiliated with the <laughs> MMAAA. You said unlikely. Boy, were you correct on that one. Maybe your greatest win of the year here. <laughs> Bjorn Rebney, who might be on the side of a milk carton once again. Not a peep from this guy this year, Ariel. Okay, but does that mean he's not affiliated? Oh, I'm saying I don't consider the MMAAA anything, so I don't think there's okay. any affiliation with anybody. Uh, it's dead. It's gone. I think this is a complete win for you. Okay, all right. I'll take it. <laughs> Conor McGregor joins an association or a union. You stated unlikely. Again, correct. He did just fine. Now, this next one, this is one that we might have to throw it to the judges, okay? Conor McGregor hosts Saturday Night Live. You said likely. Now, there was a sketch involving uh, an impersonation of Conor McGregor, and thus uh, a very gray area here. Didn't technically host, but definitely a presence on Saturday Night Live in 2017. I'll say that's a miss. A very modest man. Yeah. Uh, this is one I have to confirm with you because I don't have the answer. Ariel Hawani is blocked by Jeff Blair of Sportsnet 590 uh -huh. on Twitter. Wait a second. I was blocked. Is this before I was blocked? You had I been was... blocked, then unblocked because you oh. were appearing on his show. And then you said unlikely that he would block you again. Uh, did this at all happen in 2017? Especially no, over the, uh, the fake news debate. Right, right. Wow, that was over a year ago now? That is insanity. Wow. Um, no, I I think because I called him out, he, you know, was, was cognizant of the fact that, you know, the spotlight was on him as far as this one is concerned, so he did not block me. Although I haven't been on his show all that many times since. Oh, I, I, but I, I should say um, July, when I was in Toronto for the Mayweather-McGregor stop, of the world tour in, in, in the T dot in the six, if you will. Um, I was on, uh, Tim and Sid, Tim and Sid. And he, yeah, he was there as a, as a guest co-host and he was very nice. And they actually spoke about the whole showtime thing. And he was, um, very complimentary and was very much on my side. So I appreciated that very much, but no, no blocking, no blocking. I don't know if you know this story, but the day of the Mayweather-McGregor press conference in Toronto was the day I was driving home with my newly born son from the hospital. And we're driving up Lakeshore Boulevard as this throng of people with flags are crossing the street. And I'm coming home in this traffic to – and this is like the scariest drive of my life with this yeah. newly born baby in the back seat, And that was – and thus, I was not at the Mayweather McGregor press conference I remember. that day. Yes. I remember. Was there? I remember uh, vividly uh, talking to people, and and you didn't want it out there yet. But here's my question: I never really asked. Like, was there any? Like, was there a? That's the greatest day of your life. I know the the feeling of being scared to drive home, like you're driving, you know, ten miles an hour. Um, but was there any part of you, like any little small little nugget part of you that was like, damn, I wish, I wish I could have been there. Like, did you feel like you were missing out at all? Not that day. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, I watched it back and it was a uh, spectacular, but my, my head was not in MMA at all that day. Definitely. Okay. All right. But it was, it was incredible. I mean, 
you, uh, ne- you never you never said like ah of all days like ah, this could have been yesterday or two days ago i would have been there you're like you didn't feel like ah man my luck oh gosh Great you know, you know what was you. funny was that I wasn't even, I was never planning to go to it knowing what, what was happening that week. And then the night before I got like a, a notice that I, I was credentialed for this event to come cover it. And I, I had not even submitted anything. And I, I don't know if maybe someone at, uh, my prior place of employment had submitted anything on my behalf, but I got that at like the hospital, like the night before was this, uh, notice. And yes, it was, it was a whirlwind week, but. I mean, spectacular to, to watch back, but, uh, that particular day, especially hearing about everyone stuck in the rain. I mean, you got a great payoff yeah. at the end of it, but it seems like the, the precursor to the key principles arriving was probably straining. Yeah, no, it was great. I loved it. I loved every second of it being home and sort of home, you know, Canada. Um, I thought it was like one of the top 10 best days of 2017. I was Crazy very, we- I, I was very, I, I messaged you that week. I, I was very upset about your circumstances that week, but I was glad I that you it. were able to cover everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was all good. It, it in hindsight, it it just I, I felt like it just led to better coverage on my part. But it's funny how we we started off with uh, Jeff Blair blocking me, and now <laughs> reminiscing about Mayweather <laughs> McGregor in Toronto. Amazing. Bellator Bellator does a show on Spike that averages more than one million viewers. You said likely. Uh, you were correct. Uh, do you have a guess of how many shows did a million or more viewers? The average of the entire broadcast. Uh, I'm going to say two. You are correct. Uh, we had 170, which was Tito Ortiz, Chael Sonnen, that averaged one million three hundred seventy-four thousand, and then Rampage and Mo, the rematch, averaged a million on the dot back in March. So we had two Bellator broadcasts wow. that average. And, 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 and not the uh, the prelims of the MSG pay-per-view show? That one fell just short of a million. I think it was something oh, okay. like the entire show averaged like 970. It was something very close. Okay, okay. Dan Henderson fights for Bellator. You said unlikely. There was no Dan Henderson fighting for Scott Coker again. Yes. Nick and Nate Diaz do not fight once. Ariel said likely. Yes. Nothing from them. Nothing. The the role is just going to continue here, Ariel. Ronda Rousey appears on the MMA Hour. You said <laughs> unlikely, and I think that yeah. was <laughs> yeah, not not a peep out of her in the the MMA world either. And I mean, had you had her on, I mean, you how many uh, rules would you have had as well? What would you have chatted with her about? Like what she had for uh, breakfast, nah. um, her l- latest movie she watched, and that would probably be all she'd be comfortable chatting about on a MMA yeah, yeah, Hour. Yeah. Although, although we did have a nice little appearance by Edmund Tarverdian on episode 400, which uh, kind of came out of nowhere. So That's not true. Rhonda, but it was, it was exciting. Dana White is still the public face of the UFC by December the 31st. You stated likely, and I think everyone will agree, he is still the public face, although yeah. I would argue a fading one. Like you're trying to set me up. Here. I'm not. But I'm no, just. Yeah. I'm just sharing. I'm. I'm editorializing myself here. No, of course. I mean, how would you? How could you argue against that? An although, appe- although, can I just say? Yep. And 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 uh, I may talk about this a little uh, more later on. But it's. I, I find it fascinating that he continues to come out. You know, through select media, saying, "This was our best year ever. This is our best year ever." However, not offering one shred of evidence, fact, you know, nothing to back this claim up. And he keeps saying it like he said it now three, four times, you know, typically when it's the best year and they've had tremendous years as recently as 2016, you don't go around, you know, parading it. But um, for some reason, I find it interesting that he feels the need to keep saying it and then not offer any sort of like any sort of evidence. What's like nothing in the in the in the quotes. There is nothing that says why X, Y and Z like nothing. Because we did this, this, and that. Um, and, and, and I know talking to people at Zufa, they say like, well, you know, we're getting paid the most out of our Fox deal. We're, our Reebok deal increases every – okay, well, that's not what he's referring to. We all know that's not what he's referring to. And he's referring to the product. And, 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 but like all we can go by, our evidence are the ratings, which are public, are the pay-per-view numbers, which Dave Meltzer is usually pretty spot on with. Um, and those don't stack up to even last year. So where is this best year ever coming from? Is it from pre-existing deals that were always going to kick in? Um, where are the stars? Where are the draws? You know. So I, I, I find that fascinating. Like 
the psychology of the way he speaks through the media and, and um, you know, the, the, the words that he uses and the messages that he tries to put out, I, I feel like is like a, a whole language unto itself. Next, we go to a, a crossover prediction. An appearance by Conor McGregor or Ronda Rousey takes place at WrestleMania 33 in April in Orlando. You stated unlikely, and you were correct. Neither appeared uh, at WrestleMania this past year. Although this coming year, we'll, we'll, we'll address at least one of those uh, coming up for this year. Uh, right. World Series of Fighting, which didn't even make it to the end of the year under that branding, their year-end show airs on Christmas Eve for a special Sunday night show, uh, a nod to the World Series of Fighting scheduling. Uh, you stated unlikely that they would run a Christmas Eve show. They definitely did not in 2017. Chris Cyborg fights on Ryzen's New Year's Eve show. You stated mm. unlikely. Correct. UFC starts promoting cards with 10 fight cards, uh, 10 fights per card. And you stated unlikely, and we have seen no change of the number of fights uh, per card. CM Punk fights on Fox. You stated unlikely. No CM Punk in 2017. Uh, then we get into uh, following the success of UFC 206 and re-airing it on Fox on Christmas Eve in 2016, Fox tries this again in 2017, airing a Conor McGregor fight replay on the network. And you stated unlikely, and Fox uh, did not air any Conor McGregor fight, even as a replay in 2017. couple more here. Fox and the UFC announced an extension of their television rights agreement. Ariel stated unlikely, and they have not Ooh. come to any kind of agreement yet. And that's going to be arguably the biggest story going into 2018. This one uh, was damn close, okay? Oh. Considering where he was a year ago and what he is getting set for in just a couple of weeks. Oh. Rory McDonald is the Bellator welterweight champion at the end of the year. Ariel stated likely, and oh. this one may have just been off by three weeks as he gets set to challenge for said title on January 20th. I mean... How close was that? Worth noting, and worth noting, he was not signed to Bellator at the time. This right? was oh, a hell actually, of a prediction. No, he was a hell of a. No, prediction. no, no. He was. He was. He was signed in August of two thousand. It's been a while since he's been signed, but he only fought once because of the nose. Um, okay, but he had yet to debut, and I would say that Bellator's scheduling because they wanted him to fight on the first Paramount show kind of screwed me on this one because you know it, it could have happened in December, November. So yeah. Pretty damn good prediction, I'd say. Luke Rockhold is a member of Bellator's middleweight division. Ariel stated, unlikely. Yeah. Gilbert Melendez fights for Bellator. Ariel said, likely. Ah, shiesty. A rare miss this year. Yeah. Sage Northcutt gets a tattoo. You stated, unlikely. What a a change for Sage Northcutt this year. I just feel this is the most intriguing guy just to watch the, the journey involving. Yeah. Especially with Team Alpha Male. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that tattoo is not that far away. <laughs> well, Faber doesn't have any, so I don't, I, don't, I don't see it coming, but you never know. Jim Rome and Joe Rogan call at least one show together. You stated unlikely, that pairing, yeah. not likely to ever happen. For Colin Coward and Skip Bayless work a UFC broadcast. You stated likely, but we did not see uh. either as part of a UFC broadcast, although... Uh, definitely attached at the hip for the Mayweather-McGregor coverage on site sure. in Vegas. Two more here. This one was different. I gave you a list of five names and to rank them in order of their likelihood of fighting in 2017. So in order from most likely to fight to least likely to fight, this was your order. Mark Hunt, Carlos Condit, Misha Tate, Dan Henderson, Chuck Liddell. And we got two fights out of Mark Hunt, who you said was most likely to fight, and Carlos Condit just getting in with a Ooh. day to spare in 2017 for what I would guess could be a candidate for comeback of the year. Stop it. I'm surprised he, I, I'm surprised he didn't make a, at least an honorable mention. One of the all-time worst picks. I mean, it's going to go down in history. Look, people just – now you're just casually joking about it, and I know what you're talking about. Embarrassing. The final uh, prediction for 2017 was Ariel Hawani conducts a walk and talk with Bjorn oh. Rebney, 
featuring cameras being allowed into his mysterious garage to uncover those classic Pancrase tapes and other collector's items. Uh, this being uh, Bjorn just casually mentioning this, mentioning this on the MMA Hour, yeah. his, his treasure trove of tapes. Uh, you stated unlikely, and that was definitely correct, as Bjorn Rebney uh, just disappeared once again uh, into the ether of yeah. the MMA space. But but you know what? It's not because like I tried and failed. I mean, who's watching that? Who cares, really? Do you do you ever? Well, maybe this will come up actually in the predictions if if Bjorn Rebney. Okay. I can't even recall. So wait, uh, a very solid 2017. Uh, the pressure is what? definitely on for a repeat here in 2018. Ariel, are you ready for likely unlikely the brand new list? I was born ready, but I just wanted to know what's my final tally for this past year. Oh. I, I don't have an. I, I think you got like three incorrect out of this list of like twenty three. All right, it would be. I mean, it would be nice to know like twenty twenty three, just something I could remember. But uh, okay, I will. I will. Give I don't want to overexert you. I will have a stats breakdown, okay? And I will. I'll tweet out It'd Ariel's nice. percentage, okay? So everyone can know. You can pin I tell it you what at the would top. Be nice a, a, a year by year breakdown of this thing. You know, if we're gonna do this every year, it'd be nice to to see what you know. If I'm getting better as time goes on, getting worse. I love the high expectations here. I mean, a brand new startup. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kicked out on my ass, and, and here I yeah, am. I, I got to develop got a graphs, a pie chart maybe. I mean uh, – What is Wei doing over there? He's not doing anything. Wei is actually upstairs right now. Uh, oh, okay. Just uh, relieving himself of this. So here it is. Likely, unlikely for 2018. We're going we're gonna to get uh, warmed up here with some non-MMA ones. First of all, the New York Knicks make the NBA playoffs. You can't do that. To me. They are within striking distance at this moment. I know they they are. Um, although if you look at their schedule in January, uh, it's all going to come crashing down. But there's no way. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, I have to go with my heart on this one. This is this is. You're just trying to set me up for automatic losses because you know I'm going to say likely, even though it's probably unlikely. But I can't ever go against them, so I have to say likely. But that's that's it's cheap. If I, if I'm being honest, it's cheap. By the way, uh, this was over a year ago that Ariel and I went to a Raptors game, and I think Ariel was yeah. dumbfounded at my lack of yeah. NBA knowledge. Like, just dumbfounded. I can't believe it. I, can't, I mean, you live in Toronto, one of the best teams in the league. Appreciate them. The Toronto Maple Leafs not just make the playoffs, they make it to the second round in 2018. You know, I like these uh, non-combat questions off the bat. Um I'll say unlikely. Unlikely. Sage Northcutt appears in a major motion picture. Ah, yes. Just an I appearance. Doesn't have to be a, in a starring now, role. Now, no, but, but what does major motion picture mean? A theatrical release, okay? This is actually okay. a movie that is presented in a movie theater that requires a ticket to be bought. Unlikely. Unlikely. Joe Rogan leaves the UFC at the expiration of his contract. And is that this year? This summer. His, he had signed a one-year deal this past summer, which presumably uh, has not had a quiet extension attached to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the Jimmy Smith thing is interesting. Um, I'll say unlikely. I, I think he'll still be around in some capacity, but you notice, it, I mean, the roles are getting, you know, few and far between. I'm going to uh, work in a, a little plug here for those that did not hear Jimmy Smith on the MMA Hour this past week. If you want a masterclass on how to bring a guest on who doesn't want to say anything. And by the end, the interviewer has totally gotten all the information you want to know out of him. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he pretty much confirmed it to you after stating that you yeah. just, you can't say yeah. Ronda Rousey has three televised professional wrestling matches. Does and by televised, so I mean, just uh, on the WWE network. Oh, okay. Okay. Three. Anything. Yes, three. Unlikely. Unlikely. Travis Brown appears on WWE programming. In any capacity. In any capacity. Just his, he is somehow on a WWE program. He can be in program. the stands. He can be in the stands sitting there. Uh, yes. Has to be, the camera has to be on him. He can't just be sure. in the background. Likely. Okay. Rory McDonald has a heavyweight fight. Unlikely. There are at least three UFC interim champions at year's end. 
Unlikely. Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series has a television platform in place. Unlikely. UFC Fight Pass is absorbed by a larger streaming platform through the UFC's new television mm. deal. See why I like these questions is because you're 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 clued in, so you 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 do a little foreshadowing. You know, you know could Amazon swallow this? Uh, I'll say unlikely. Unlikely. I think it's fair to say Fight Pass is not the shiny toy it was two years ago. No. Well, at least not right now, because I feel like right now they are trying to beef up the television product as much as possible um, with the TV deal coming up. Although worth noting, I mean, it's not exactly like like they backed into the main event this Sunday, right? Um, Stevens and, and Duho Choi. That wasn't the original plan. Um, here we are a month and a half away from a Fox card that doesn't have a main event and tickets went on sale today, January 10th. Um, so like I see people being like, oh, they're going to load the deck, but there is no, you know, there's no deck to be loaded. Uh, so that being said, I do think they want to try and make the product as appealing as possible. You know, do interviews, talk about Floyd Mayweather fighting, uh, maybe Hulk Hogan, um, you know, Rocky Balboa, you know, like just to get people excited about the product. Sticking on the Fox front, the president of Fox Sports, Eric Shanks ends 2018 with a deal in place with World Wrestling Entertainment. Ooh, I feel like this is a better question for you. Well, can I ask, when is... The WWE's deal is up in 2019, although they want to have a domestic deal in place uh, ASAP. So I feel there will definitely be an announcement this year of either an extension with NBC Universal or a new home for WWE programming the following year. But uh, when you say 2019, does that mean like December of 2019 or does that mean like it's January? Like, it's like mid-2019. Okay. I have always I, – I thought from the beginning that like Fox totally missed the boat when they launched FS1. They should have been all over wrestling on their website, uh, on, their, on, their, on their TV channel. I mean like even ESPN beat them to it and they didn't necessarily have to beat them to it. Although has ESPN kind of backed up on, on the wrestling stuff? Somewhat. I mean, they still have their vertical in place. Um, they were heavy a year ago with, you know, regular guests with uh, Jonathan Coachman, who's no longer at ESPN. So it's definitely not at the level it was a year ago, although ESPN uh, wrestling is still something they cover. OK, um, I don't know. I'm not, you know, uh, obviously very clued into that world, but uh, I get the sense that NBC likes having the WWE around, so I'll say unlikely. I think that's a... although, although there could be a domino effect. Um, you know, if the UFC leaves FS1, there's going to be a big chunk of programming that they need. Maybe that's where the PFL slides in. I think it's just a massive story because it, it will impact UFC and WWE. Whatever happens with the UFC deal and how the WWE responds, uh, I think it's all tied together. Um, yeah, yeah. It'd be very interesting. Love it. Brock Lesnar is booked for a fight by the UFC. His contract is up with the WWE just after WrestleMania this year to put everything in uh, context of how this could happen. Yeah, unlikely. Brock Lesnar is booked for a fight by Bellator. Ah, wow, that's fascinating. Unlikely. Brock Lesnar is not under contract to any pro wrestling or MMA organization on December 31st. Guy just walks away, goes into the woods of Saskatchewan. Is is there like is there a belief that he's done? Is there some talk of that? No, it's uh, it's just looking at the guy of like does he like I believe he has one more contract mentally that he wants to enter into. Is he forty yet? He is forty, and wow! So that would mean forty-one in July. He turns. I mean, has had an unbelievable last set of years. Uh, on top of the money he made in the UFC, that certainly. Uh, lives a very simple life. If he wanted to walk away, he could if he wanted to. I will say, I will say unlikely. I feel like he'll always be sort of tied and he doesn't really, he doesn't work a, a, a really strenuous schedule. So I feel like, why not? You know, 
All right, here. I'll, I'll say unlikely. Unlikely. A major digital platform such as Amazon, Facebook, Twitter becomes a distribution partner for a portion of UFC programming. So some kind uh, of digital deal is in place uh, beyond just. I thought you, I thought you were going to say uh, MMA, and then I would have been like likely to the max. But um, I'll say I'll say likely. Okay, here here's a a hail mary one. Okay, John Jones retires. Unlikely. One Zufa boxing event takes place. Wow, that's a good one. That is a good one. It has to take place in 2018, right? Yes. I'll say likely. Uriah Faber comes out of retirement. Unlikely. Between Vince McMahon's Alpha Entertainment and Zufa Boxing, Vince McMahon and Dana White are not working day-to-day with the WWE and UFC, respectively. Their day-to-day operations change, and they're focused on outside ventures. And so this has to be, like, if one of them is and one of them isn't, then it's not it's not a yes, right? Yeah, we'll go in that both. It has to be both, yeah. Um, I'll say unlikely, but also, what is, I mean, I know... Is it is Alpha is the thing that they launched to maybe start the XFL again? Is that what Alpha Entertainment is? Yeah. So Vince McMahon has cashed out a hundred million dollars worth of his stock to fund this Alpha Entertainment and filed for a number of trademarks, some of them XFL related. And so the idea is it could be the XFL. It could be something else of a of a football venture. Um the extent of which is not known, but once that hundred million dollars was put into it, I think everyone took a lot of uh, put a lot of weight in this uh, in terms of Vince McMahon uh, pursuing this heavily in 2018, whatever it becomes. Wow, that's fascinating. Um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go unlikely because it has to be a double whammy. Okay, well, here one more Vince McMahon one here. He enters oh, yeah. a, some kind of football venture with his new business partner and investor. Lorenzo Fertitta. Oh, wow. I stayed up late for these ones, Ariel. That is a good one. I'll say unlikely. Lorenzo is not, you know, he's not going small potatoes. He's going NFL or he's not going at all. Yikes. uh, Might might need some some protection there from that shade thrust upon one Vince McMahon. No, no, no. But, you know, I, I don't mean small, but, you know, like he's not going to the minors. But maybe I'm wrong. Daniel Cormier retires as UFC light heavyweight champion. Wow. I'll say unlikely. But it's coming. Okay, this is one uh this is the one repeat from last year. Three members of AKA are holding UFC titles on December thirty first. I mean they 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 have a fantastic, fantastic chance. Um but I just think it's so hard to have three in one year. So I'll say unlikely, but golly, they may have their best chance ever. If Kane has a healthy year, I think this is it's got a, a very of, solid chance. Uh, of having. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking of Kane. I just think the three guys who are active have a great chance. Um, but weird things seem to happen all the time when teams are trying to even get two champions. A second UFC and Showtime co-promoted event takes place. No. (laughs) (laughs) I actually came up with that one prior to this past week. uh, Just a press release that sparked uh, anger on both ends. Who cares? Jeez. Conor McGregor fights for the UFC in 2018. Like. The combined Nick and Nate Diaz fights within the UFC is equal to or greater than one. Equal to or greater than one? Golly. Um, Likely. The UFC's new television deal sees zero revenue earmarked for fighters. I know this Uh, this is one you've been beating this drum. uh, Oh, my God. I beat it. Um, Of course, unlikely. And it's, it's disappointing. It's disappointing to watch from afar. Have you even heard what? I'm sure privately. But publicly, have you seen one fighter even raise this question or this issue? I talk to a lot of people um, all day, every day, off the record, on the record. And every time I bring this up, every time I bring this up, it's like they're hearing it for the first time. Like, wait, 
this could actually be a thing. Hey, guys, you know how much the NBA players make as a result of their TV deal? 50%. I'm not saying like, hey, go out and try to get 50%. You know, you got to start somewhere. 5%, 10%, 2%, 3%. But it's it's hard to argue against the notion that they deserve 0%, right? Like like that to me is just is mind-boggling. And, and, and at this juncture, what's most mind-boggling is that no one even raises the question. Like even someone like Connor, because the thing that drives me nuts when it comes to the talk of, forget about like association, unions, like just the idea of collective bargaining, which of course you need some kind of solidarity to do that. But it's always like, uh, you know, this guy's making so much, this guy's making so little. But that's the case in every sport. You know, LeBron James doesn't make the same amount as, as Stephen Curry, who doesn't make the same amount as uh, Kyle Lowry, who doesn't make the same amount as DeMar DeRozan, etc. But they all do share, you know, a piece of this revenue pie. And then you get your own pie to yourself, um, what, you know, what you're able to negotiate. So it's just amazing to me that even someone like Connor who is going to, you know, outdraw and out earn everyone on the roster, probably even combined, doesn't say like, wait a second, why, why aren't I getting a piece of this? Now, I, I know it's a little bit funky because Conor McGregor won't necessarily fight on television, right? You know, he's a pay-per-view fighter, but they still use his likeness. They, they, they still use his highlights. They still use him to promote. There's other programming on. And who knows what the new TV deal will bring out, right? Because... Uh, you know, while the NBA and NHL and Major League Baseball, when they're up for their TV rights, you know, the best games are going on those platforms. In the UFC, it's different. It's like the B product, right? It's the fight nights that are going on those on those platforms. Well, do they change that come 2018? Do they do less pay-per-views and say, we're giving you title fights and things like that? If that's the case, then 100% they should be getting a piece of the pie. Um, but I, I, don't, I do not sense – I mean, there's way more – there was way more momentum this time last year to do something like this than there is now. Like it is dead. I mean, there is zero pulse whatsoever. I don't hear it from a soul. Um, so it's it's disappointing, especially it's just disappointing to watch from afar. I mean, it doesn't affect me. I think it's a fascinating thing to talk about, especially then they drop this thing around Christmas about this new fighter policy, and it's like this 15-page document. Um, and all these new things that they have to adhere to. And, oh, by the way, we're upping the Reebok deal, you know, a thousand bucks. Um, you know, like these are things that it, it could be fine. It could be fair. But in every other sport, there's a discussion. You know, there's there's a negotiation. And, and it's surprising to me that the fighters don't think that they deserve a seat at the table. I, I think everyone believes they deserve to have a percentage of that. I also don't think it's going to be a very sympathetic issue because this to me, it's all on the fighters. Like I am not going to begrudge the fact that WME is going like, why are, why are they motivated to give up anything when the fighters are not even asking? Like, Oh no, no, no. Listen, I don't blame W like go as far as you can. Yeah. With the system. Like drop that's it. All the policies you want, drop all the Reebok deals you want. You saw the deals. No, 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 no. Like it's not up to them. It, it, it kind of, to a certain degree, is like this this issue that has come up a lot over the past year with the weigh-ins and and fighters dropping out and be like, oh, you you know, you just I, I think you should get paid. You know, your if you make weight and your fighter and your opponent doesn't show up, then I think you should get everything because that money was already earmarked. I think like this is just me pontificating from afar, but they have no contractual right to do that. They don't even have a contractual right to to give you the show money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's on the managers. To put that in contracts like you can't just rely in this day and age where the ufc is a little stingier than they were in the past you can't rely on them to just pay you out of the goodness of their heart it's not happening all right we're now going to get into uh the final couple here and they're they're more uh mma media centric and focusing on our guest as well first off two major mma websites merge Ooh. um you know, historically, there, there there hasn't been a lot of mergers in MMA media, or am I wrong? No, I I mean it's been it's been very quiet. I mean the the MMA yeah. media sphere. I mean I I, I want to see this thing just blow up. I want to see Richard Deitch covering the MMA media beat every week. How fascinating would that be? In, in terms of like, what is there to cover? I mean, just some of the personalities that are out there. Yeah, but I mean, you, you can make a case that. 
and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like there's less opportunities now than ever. I agree. Um, you know, uh, it, it, ha- it was not a trust great me. Year. I agree, Ariel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's just it was it wasn't a great year for MMA media. Um, you know, I think when the Fox deal started, I think a lot of people thought that that would be a great destination. Um, that didn't pan out. Uh, there, there's less people traveling. I feel like um, you know some of the 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 mainstays, of course, like the pioneers, the sure dogs of the world, uh, aren't you know as 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 well staffed as they used to be so yeah I, I don't i don't see a merger because i just don't know you know what constitutes a major and i i just don't see them out there um but i'll tell you i i have you know i i get anxiety about this all the time like there's not that many homes right i mean and, and i know i'm preaching to the choir here there's not that many homes for mma specific um outlets so yeah i, I don't I'd i'd love to see it pick up again in 2018 and i don't know if it's necessarily a product of the ufc um having a down year even though they claim they had the greatest year ever but uh i i just i don't know i i i would just love to see it um you know it's it sucks to see people that you you see traveling all the time um no longer travel and outlets who are typically there no longer be there however you know mmaja uh you know we're we're trying to to have some solidarity and, and uh, help as much as possible. But yeah, it wasn't a great year. A one-on-one interview on any medium occurs between our guest, Ariel Hawani and the aforementioned Dana White. Yeah. What a special that would be. Um, I say unlikely and it's not, it's not my doing. I mean, obviously if it was offered to me, um, I'm not one to hold a grudge when it comes to this stuff. In fact, I, I sort of pride myself on having great relationships with everyone, but I don't get the sense that he, um, that he wants to talk. And I don't even know why at this point, like what, like what, what exactly are we in a fight about? Um, or I just, maybe he just doesn't like the sight of me anymore. I don't know, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. The six hour mark is reached for an episode of the MMA hour. Oh, hell yeah. Likely. I mean, I feel like we've gotten pretty damn close. I think this week was like five, five twenty, five twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're getting there. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they added this Twitter thing. You know, it, it I that added like a whole other hour. So it wasn't necessarily my doing, but um, the people want more. What can I say? They want more. Invicta FC produces their second consecutive round of the year from a member of the MMA hour. Oh my god! What a joke. I mean, really. What a, did you watch that fight? No, I'm going to be honest. I didn't see that fight. So I, I can't even criticize the pick. Listen, uh, set aside 47 seconds or whatever it was and go on Fight Pass and watch it. I'm not trying to take anything away from the fighters. Entertaining fight. By the way, it says a lot that I still I, I can't remember who the fighters even were. Like they, It did not resonate with me at all. Um, but yeah, no, he, 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 he doesn't have the balls to do it again. He may, you know, his thing, his gimmick now is like, you know, go off the board with at least one pick, but he won't go back to that same well, if you know what I mean. The brand is growing, Ariel. The brand of New York Rick, it's growing exponentially. Yeah, All as right. is his hair and his facial hair. All right. You know, a positive move. The final one here. Ariel Hawani is hosting a non-MMA-related podcast, radio, or television program. Likely. Likely. I love the optimism. I think I think it, I think it's very doable in 2018, and this is not to say replacing MMA, sure. just in addition no. to. No, no, I'll never turn my back on MMA. Um, but yeah, if it was up to me, we'd be going on three years strong now. What would be your ideal scenario of doing a non-MMA related project? Like, would it be basketball? Would it be general? Like, what would be your your ideal uh, setup to do something outside of? Mixed martial arts, and broadcasting. There's a few things that come to mind. Like I, I believe that to a certain degree, like the interview has been bastardized because there's so many podcasts out there and everyone thinks that they could do it. But when I was doing the um, Las Vegas shows for Mayweather McGregor fight week, and I had the opportunity to sit down with some non-combat sports people like um, Isaiah Thomas and Ice Cube stopped by at Carrot Top. It just, it was so much fun. Um, and, and it always kind of came back to combat sports, but it was so much fun. And 
uh, it was just, it was, it was cool to be able to flex my muscles and, and show that I, I know more than MMA. It always cracks me up. Like when I, I'll, I'll tweet something about basketball and I get like stick to MMA when I was a basketball fan long before I was, I was an MMA fan just because MMA didn't exist when I was, you know, um, getting into the NBA, like 90, 91, et cetera. Um, but so I, I'd love to do, you know, honestly, like the, the in-studio interviews that I do on my show, um, doing that for just like one hour sit down interviews with people from all walks of life, uh, would be great. Uh, I I've always wanted to do like a show sort of like, uh, there's a guy named Luis Theroux in uh, England yeah. who does shows for, you know, you know him. Yes, He's I fantastic. Know him. And I'd love to do a, a show like that. Um, so it's kind of like the walk and talks, but of course more produced and, and you know, you're, you're, you're going different places, but I, I'd love to do something like that. Um, and, and yeah, you mentioned the NBA. I'd, lo- I'd love to cover I mean, like, yeah, what, what, would I love to be on the sidelines for the NBA finals and doing those post game interviews? Absolutely. And, and, um, you know, that would be a dream. So I have dreams, but, um, you know, much like other people, like, you know, like Max Kellerman comes to mind. Um, even Joe Rogan, you know, like I, I never want to, uh, leave MMA. Um, but of course the goal was never to always be in, in one thing, you know, it was, it's to, to do as much as possible in, in all walks of, of sport and, and, and non-sport as well. So those are a few things I dream about. We'll see. Well, I, I hope your prediction comes true from a selfish point of view. I hope I don't have to go through a manager next year, as that we is- were talking about earlier. I mean, to schedule you to, uh, well, what, what is going to be asked ahead of time? This is the time oh, yeah. you're allotted. We are not going to discuss this. Uh, just, just don't go to the dark side uh, like yeah, that area. Yeah, yeah. You know, for Mayweather McGregor, um, for some reason, uh, Vox media who I work for, uh, said like, Oh, we're going to get you out there and do some interviews. And I said, okay, sure. Um, and they kind of did that whole thing where they were like booking the interviews and saying like, okay, we're going to talk about this and not. And, and I felt like such a sellout, you know, I, I was like, this is not me. I, I should not be doing this, but um, as as long as you keep emailing me and not texting me, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll agree to come on the show. No, I enjoy it very much. And people have asked me, um, they were very worried, including myself. Are you going to do consistent? Like at what point are we going to do consistent MMA? Okay. So um, here, is that ever gonna come? here is, here is my like thought process now, because I don't think I necessarily want to go back to the format of what I was doing with the MMA report, like weekly. I think that having some kind of component to major pay-per-views is an idea I want to do. And like that you have, you and I have discussed is doing more of the audio documentaries because I think those are the best. I can, if I know that I want to do one of those every other month, that's very doable on my end. And I'm thinking working more. Uh, in that way as well. I, I don't, to me, the last year doing the MMA report, I thought it was kind of the best version when it was me and Cody just kind of yep. doing it together. And I was less reliant on 10 minute fighter interviews that I think it's very hit and miss. Um, yeah. Yep, and, yep, yep. and there's enough of that out there. I mean, like, I think that you, you guys found great chemistry. Um, and I've told you that privately. I thought it was good stuff. Yeah, I got a lot of great feedback when I started just doing it with, Co- and that was just by necessity, essentially, that it was just to get this. I want to keep doing it every week, and I was just going in a million different directions. That was an easy way to do it each week. So uh, that's where I, I'm kind of at right now of what the MMA coverage is that can be somewhat different from uh, just just other shows that are out there. Do you miss MMA? I mean, I don't miss it in that I'm still watching everything. I still, sure. I still do notes for like every major show. Like I just, I always did that, and it's just my way of keeping up with everything as well, so that I'm not. Are you say notes going in or no, or notes during the show. Uh, both. Yeah. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Like so, like so, like UFC 220 is coming up. What do you? What kind of notes are you producing? My process that I would always do was that I'd get the fight card. And then I'd go through stats, last fights, all of that kind of stuff. And it just it just gets me up to date on each fighter going in and that kind of thing. And I, I just out of compulsion, whether it's for wrestling or MMA, I just it's much easier for me to watch when I'm actively taking notes rather than just sitting and, and watching. I actually for the last for two nineteen, I went to a bar to watch it and it was the strangest experience just to sit and watch a UFC card at a bar. Wow, anyway. what do you think? Uh, it was a lot of fun. First of all, there were 
This bar was full, and I would say three-quarters of the bar was there for that pay-per-view. They were all into uh, Nurmaga Madoff when, during his fight and super into Holly Holm during her fight. And it was just kind of interesting to watch a cross-section of people. And what was interesting for a show that I thought had very minimal interest going into it, I didn't think this was going to be any kind of notable card from like a general interest standpoint. And granted, it's, it's one bar in downtown Toronto, but it was... It was uh, kind of just interesting to be in that kind of environment and, and who people were attached to. Were you alone? No, I went with a buddy. I was, I'm not at uh, that okay. level yet where I'm just yeah. going to be in a corner of a bar drinking by myself. But. <laughs> Do you miss being at the events like, oh, you know, the, 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 the press conferences and the buzz and all that stuff? I mean, it wasn't like I was going to a ton to begin with. I always enjoyed yeah. going to cover them in person and – uh, being around the other media people, that's always fun. I would I would get back to that if I could, but um, yeah, it's 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 not something that's uh, a giant you, you're, void. You're never you're never like at home or at the bar, and you're like, damn, I wish I was at this one. Mm, I, I mean, I never really have that reaction for a, a live fight. I mean, typically at the UFC events, I'm always in the back anyway. Like yeah, I prefer yeah. watching it on TV anyway. So, yep. no, not not mind. so much. There's cer- certain, you know, the media events and stuff like that. They're fun to do. They're fun to go cover. Uh, I hate the traveling part, but that's yeah, boohoo. You know what I mean? So right, right, right of course. Well, so no, and no, and NJWPPW questions. None of that, huh? Um, All the rage. Huh? Is, I, is I, Ariel Helwani going to attend uh, a New Japan U.S. event, whether it be in Long Beach, California, or elsewhere in 2018? With I'm all I mean, your whole team is going. Uh, Mark Ramundi's going to Long Beach. I'm sure Esther and Casey are going. I mean, MMA fighting, I feel, is going to launch their own wrestling. Let protocol. me tell you something. Most of those people that you mentioned would probably rather be covering uh, wrestling at this point. Um, because I mean, they're just uber fans. Uh, all of them, of course, uh, started following wrestling in 2016. Um, so it's a different kind of fan, right? It's the NXT fan, if you will. But yeah, sure, PWG and NJPW, all this stuff. I'm really into it. I, I think it's great. I actually, believe it or not, last night, I, I was, I, I kid you not, I swear, sitting down, I, I very rarely have a chance to just watch nothing by myself on the couch, and I see SmackDown. I sw- I turn it on and it starts and I'm like I guarantee you I will not know any of these people who come out and who comes out I couldn't believe it and it, which led to me going down like this rabbit hole on Wikipedia and YouTube Shelton freaking Benjamin oh yeah he's I could back not believe it yeah he's well, back I could, I, it blew my mind I was like there's no way and I was like that's Shelton Benjamin he looks so old but I can't believe that he's still there it's amazing and then they went to a, a clip with. Um, Randy Orton and someone else, and the acting was just who's Randy Orton talking to? I forget. Backstage was it Dan- Daniel Bryan? That possible? Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, it, it was Nakamura. Okay. Uh, the acting was just horrendous. And then my wife walks in. She's like, "What? You're watching this again? Like it's it's like me, you know, her catching me doing coke in the bathroom or something. <laughs> um, you know, like I thought I thought we kicked this habit." And then, yeah, I, I was like, I can't, I can't, I don't even get it. I don't get it. I don't know what happened, but I don't get it. Huge Canadian presence too on SmackDown, including uh, your man, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Yep. Yep. Don't, uh, don't invite Kevin Owens to your burger joint. That's one piece of advice. I was a little disappointed in the broadcast team. I was like, yeah, these guys are a little vanilla. Um, you know, I, I noticed Corey Graves there who I think has a great story. He does a good job. I'm a big Renee Young fan. She's the best. She's great. Is she on SmackDown? She's on both shows. Oh, okay. I, I'm great. I'm somewhat surprised she's still in WWE. I think she could be uh easy transition to a, a sports network easily. Wow. Wow. And is is she wrestling? Like, isn't she involved in an angle? Because I think I saw you tweet about it. Uh, she's been involved in a few angles she's not like a major focused upon she's mainly just the backstage interviewer but she's tremendous like she's one of the best they've ever had in that role wow good for her a a alumni of the score here in canada now sports 360 so there you have it folks that is the conclusion of the 2018 prediction show uh we will be back next year for the 2019 version, I am getting the verbal commitment now from one Ariel yeah. Hawani. Uh, you can, of course, 
catch all of his fine work at MMAfighting.com, at Ariel Helwani on Twitter, as though he needs the follows, and of course, the MMA Hour. Every day, you can go and just look at the incredible work that drops at MMAfighting.com. Thank you, as always, Ariel, for joining us. Uh, this is a huge get for us here at Post Wrestling, having you on. Oh, yes. My pleasure. Best of luck to you and Way. I'm a big fan, subscribing, all that stuff. I'm considering if I need the two cups of coffee, the double sugars, the double milks. I'm still weighing all that, but uh, weighing, you know, quote unquote. But uh, yeah, I wish you guys the best. Very proud of what you've built. It's it's inspira- inspirational, really. It, it really is. So um, keep keep doing your thing. Thank you for having me. Awesome. That will wrap it up, folks. Thank you for listening, and we will chat with you later on this week. <laughs>